Welcome to the Access Church Podcast. Brian and, and Pastor Sandra for, for the opportunity to, I would say just to come in here, but really we've become a part of the family. Uh, I, I think there's, there's no better way to describe it um, from the beginning. I think uh, uh, playing off of what, what God's been speaking to me is, I think we harmonized very well. There's a sound in this house. And, uh, and just a minute ago, I understood something that that God spoke in the beginning, from the beginning of this whole thing, from the transition, from everything, is that that's true harmony. When you can harmonize with somebody musically, right? It's, it sounds better. It sounds fuller. It sounds majestic. Just imagine what harmonizing with spirits can look and sound like that's why we're two or more gathered says the word in Matthew there I am because there's a harmony you understand so where those two different elements those two different souls resonate what God created them to be he's there he's the fullness He's what covers all of the empty spaces. And naturally, the sound is amplified. So imagine when you harmonize God's will with somebody who's harmonizing God's will in them. Life change occurs. Life is literally burned. Because it doesn't come from me. And it doesn't come from the other element. It comes through process to fine-tune each and I understood them perfect the perfect three the harmony right play one note just one note randomly I know it's going to kill a little bit of the mood but just keep one note without pads one note one note that's what God gives you in the beginning one note a sound was heard play two notes that harmonize Pretty. More full, right? Nothing changed. We didn't go up on the volume. It's the same. Play three. See how that softer tone is there? In, in music, we call it the pad. The pad is meant to, to catch all of the, the, the tones that are lingering. You can continue. Thank you, the, It's meant to, to catch the ambiance that's creating, right? But, but in the spirit, and I feel this, that the spirit, God is that third. He's, he's catching. He's catching everything that, that sometimes is overwhelming us. He's catching the, the empty spaces because his sound, his sound, his voice is life. And so it has to reverberate off of something. It has to bounce off of something because his word is not returned void. Because that's what the Bible says. So his, if his word isn't returned void, then it's got to bounce off something. So the minute we're saying, hey, you know what, God? I don't got it all, but I'm here. God says, hey, don't worry. I got the pad, bro. I got you. I got you. I got you. We're going to make it sound pretty. We're going to make it sound pretty. People out there don't understand your process. People out there don't understand, you know, you're on your last $5. But hey, hey, you don't look like you're on your last $5. Because when you got Jesus, he's got you. He's got you. He's got you. Hey, man, I've been there. I've been there. There's people that live paycheck to paycheck. You know, we've lived paycheck to like three or four paychecks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, overdraft is, is a common word. So no worries. But you don't have to look like your process. You don't have to look because Jesus came to catch, to create the perfect three, the Holy Trinity. It's the three, 33, 33 years when he began his ministry, 33 vertebrae in the body. I can go on. I can go on. Believe me, this is... And I tell pastor all the time, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a pastor. That's, you know? And the other day when I was, when I was praying, and I said, God, I just want to be the vessel. He says, now you got it. I don't need you to wear a title. I don't need you 
to have come from a from a from a school. Praise God, you know, the people that have been able to do that and and make a difference in ministry. He said, but you're different. You're an assignment. You're a musician. You see things that somebody without that process can't see. And I understood. Soy una herramienta. I'm a tool to help understand context, substance from a different perspective. I'm a harmony. And it's funny because I literally, this, this just, I just came to that realization. My entire musical career, if you want to call it that, I've always been really good at finding harmonies. That's been my thing. Seconds, thirds. When, when I was in mariachi, when we couldn't find somebody to, to harmonize, I would back off and be like, okay, I'm not going to lead this song. We'll let somebody else lead it. I'll, I'll, I'll do the second. I'll do the harmony. And that same, the same time I was praying, God, God, I understood that. God said, you are the harmony. You can harmonize anything. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, not to boast, but I, I've gotten pretty well at harmonizing. I can, I can listen to the worship team sing. And I don't like looking for the melody because everybody can hear the melody. I like to look for the harmony. And I'll sing. And if you ever stand behind me, I apologize. I try to sing in key, but I haven't warmed up all the time, right? So, but I try to find the harmony. And I look for the most difficult ones, the like third, fourth, fifth, sometimes, depending on the, the arrangement. But I'll always look for the harmony. And I realized just now that God is saying, no, it's not, it's not just about sound. I've designed you to be harmony. And so my life now begins to make sense. And you don't understand. Maybe I look crazy up here, but now everything just clicked from all of the most horrible processes that I've gone through in my life. Like everything makes sense. My first job at 18, I worked in a prison. You're like, how do you go from the prison to this? And then I start reading the story about Paul being put in the pit and, 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 Paul and, uh, and Silas, they were put in the pit. But in the pit, they were able to resonate something grander. They were put in the box, just like this speaker right here was placed in a box. If I pull the speaker out of the box, you're not going to understand what it's saying. You have to be placed in the box to understand what, what, what it was designed to do. And so now I understand God placed me in these places to be able to resound the design that He had created. Because when we understand that it's not about me, I'm not the hero of the story. He's the hero of the story. I'm the harmony. I'm number two. And it's okay to be number two. Because guess what? Harmony keeps the melody in tune. If, if you know any substance of music, the harmony, if you have a, a strong harmony, the person that's singing lead can always tune tune himself or herself like oh okay I'm, I'm off i'm off a little bit let me okay get back on get back on and so together they work to keep each other in tune okay now that's the musical lesson think about this spiritually now so what religion teaches us my notes just went like i apologize i worked really hard on them i promise We'll get there. But this, this, is, this is revelation. This is right now. I believe this is not me. I'm, the, I'm just the mono. You know, I'm resounding. I'm the box. God's the speaker. Right? Not about me. So, check this out. When, when we harmonize, it keeps us in tune to resound what the melody is supposed to be. So what God's designing, what God's designed for, for, the, for this region, for this earth, through you, requires that harmony keep each other in tune but what religion teaches us is that you go and tell the other person hey estás mal. you need to look like this you need to dress like this you need to act like this you need to do no you keep singing you fine-tune yourself and the other person se afina ti. the other person tunes themselves to your resonance because you align yourself with God's will and so they're going to see that eventually and they're going to be like okay something's off something's off let me fine-tune myself let me find the harmony let me find it, it, you don't have to step out of your intonation 
and start telling them, amen, you're not dressed apart, amen, stop drinking, amen, do this, do that. No, they have to see the love of God. They have to see, they have to see your heart. They have to see your note because if they see somebody coming and telling them, you know, hey, do this, do that, you already stepped out of your harmony because you're not in God's will because if you don't exhort somebody with love, you stepped out of attunement. So now they're going to say, este, en desafinado, and he's telling me what to do. Like, come on, bro. But when we're in Christ, when we're in love, when we're resounding a new sound, people are attracted to you naturally and be like, hey, hey, I want to be like you. I want to resound like you. Things happen when I'm around you. I don't want to drink anymore. I don't want to do these things anymore. I don't have those ugly thoughts anymore because you are resounding something that's elementally already designed inside of you because we were created to harmonize. We were created to resonate. I can prove this. I can nerd out all day, believe me. The whole thing with the 33 vertebrae, that's like a Wednesday teaching. I, I need to write it down. So we, we are natural conductors for energy and sound is energy. See, has anybody ever seen the commercials for, I think it's Bose that does the, the headphones and they touch these bones right here in the jawline and they resound or reverberate ticks kind of like Morse code and it translated it translates it into sound without ever putting anything in your ears because your body is naturally conducive to energy a lot for a lot of years we needed oh we're going to cover up our our ears you know and we can hear and the more we cover it up the more high fidelity we're going to get the clearer the sound the more but that's not it that's not it and we, we found over the years through, through research and study that, hey, you cover your ears, yes, you're going to get great sound, but you forget the ambient. And so you, you forget, you know, you had people falling down because they got vertigo because you, you lose touch with reality. And oftentimes that's what happened. If you read, if you read the Bible without context, believe me, you're going to get the, all of the word, but you're going to lose touch with reality because you're gonna, you can easily go on a trip and be like, hey, the word says this the word says yes but without the context of reality and the holy spirit that's giving us the revelation and of the substance of how to use it how can i preach some someone that i don't know because you can read him but if you don't know him oh man that's like me reading a biography of one of my best friends and based off of the biography, I can see that his favorite color is blue. But I won't know until I have a relationship with my friend that, oh, it's because I like dark blue. I like navy blue. I like this kind of blue. There's a thousand million types of blues. But unless you have the relationship, you're not going to understand the subject. You're not going to understand the context. And not only that, it's not going to be a personal thing. It's going to be something you just read. If God is the word, and it's a living word, why not have a living relationship? And it's not always where you go in a room, lock yourself and, you know, get on your knees and you just read, 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 read. No, that's all good. Believe me, all that's great. It's really good. It comes with a to and fro. Ask and you shall receive. A lot of times we're asking the wrong things. We're asking for me, me, me do this for me do that for me my finance but mira dios this and look all my bills you if you're a good god do this do this what happened to the return the two-way street it, it's that's a little selfish of me you know and 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 we can best resonate that in marriage because a lot of times we want well, i want this i want to eat this I want to go to this restaurant. I want me, me, me. And guess what happens? It's not going to last very long. Because somebody's going to get tired of it. It's give and take. And the good thing about this is that God is always speaking. God is always speaking. There's no such thing as, Ay, Señor, no te, no te oigo, no estás. You're not here. No, he's here. You're not. We're not in tune. Remember what I said about tuning? When something is so out of tune, it will not even resound from an instrument. 
But when we tune it, even if it's out of tune a little bit, but you're trying to tune it, you're going to hear something. It's going to be ugly, but it's going to be something. It's going to be something. And what I saw right now when I sat down was that I saw that God's creating a new instrument, a new way to resound. It's like he said, esto es un tienden, todavía no entienden. It's a new instrument, and I see it being hollowed out. <laughs> Process. I be it hollowed out, hollowed out. Like a giant guitar. And I see God placing you, Pastor, to fine-tune the strings, leadership. You're just tuning, 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 because God gave you a key, right? I wasn't here for a prophecy, but I'm, I'm, I, I, whatever, I feel something that there was something said here about a key. But in order to understand some of that prophecy, a musician had to come because it's not a key. It's not this key. Key signature. It's a sound. And I wish Pastora Sandra was here. I'll catch her and he will pass. Don't worry. Pastora, come here. You've been asking for something. You've been asking for something specific. Let me tell you something. You are the key. You are not a key. You're not a key. You are the key. That's why last Sunday, I heard and I saw something from back there. You sing different. Not that you sing different like sing. No, it has nothing to do with this. It has something to do with this. Remember the dry bones? It hurts. God had to take you to and through the valley of dry bones so that you can resonate the key that he put in your heart. Your assignment is to be a key. That's why he paired you with somebody that knows about sound. Maybe not a musician, but he knows about sound. And he's fine-tuning the instrument, leadership. We... As the church, we're the body of the instrument. We're going to feel the reverberations and the harmonics of a new instrument. Sandra is going to fine-tune that key. She's no, she knows what it sounds like. You know what worship sounds like and it has nothing to do with the excellence of how people are playing. I've been with amazing musicians in my entire life. Amazing musicians, doctors, PhDs in music. And I've never felt what I've felt here. Never. I've gone to Miel San Marcos many times and yes, the spirit is, I feel it, but not like here. Not like here. It's not the same. It's not the same. And the other day I saw that when you sang, imagine these two being sound waves and this is on earth and this is in the spirit. At first I only heard this, the sound wave. But when you sang, my spirit antenna just like, okay, what's, And I saw you singing like this. The sound wave that came out of you transcended this realm and it was played in the spirit. You are a key and that gives substance and context to whatever word was said because I don't know, I wasn't here. But access is going to be a key. Would, excuse me, access was given a key to give access. The key is the sound. You know the sound. That's, that's your design. That's your purpose. That's why the dry bones. Because the bones had to be dry first in order for God to use Ezekiel. Speak to them in my name and they shall grow flesh and they shall come to life. And after that, what happened? An entire army, right? An entire army. And then God gave you a vision of multiple sites, multiple campuses, multiple things. Guess what we need? But this army and this body, we have to resound the same note, the same intonation, the same vision, the same mission, the same values. You don't understand. Sometimes, and, and maybe this could be contextual, but sometimes people come to church to find Jesus. But here, we're putting Jesus in you so that you can go and be the church. 
So it doesn't matter how big the four walls are. What matters is how big Jesus is going to be inside of you. Are you going to allow yourself to fine-tune and to be tuned and to go through the process? The process is not about you. It's not about me. I'm the instrument. I'm the harmony. If we can just focus and worry about me and what God is in me and how I can best resound Jesus in me, next thing you know you're going to have all kinds of harmonizing souls around you because that's how God works you're going to create your own teams but it's very important that we understand from the beginning how to fine tune our ear how to fine tune ourselves to resound the key of the house thank you pastor I love you And now I understand why when I ask God, like, God, what do you want for me to say? And uh, I'm big on English. I like words. I like big words, but I'm also, we live in a border town, so I have a lot of pocho, you know, things that don't make sense. They're not, natu- they're not written in here. They're not in a dictionary. Well, maybe in a Latin dictionary or, you know, something like that. But you're not really going to find them. So... That was all God, by the way. I had nothing to do with my notes. So praise God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. And so now we can begin. <laughs> praise God. So what I've been studying for what seems a lifetime now is that sound is, it has some, a lot of weight in society and civilization. Throughout all civilizations, sound played a huge role. There's, there's a documentary that I watched on Gaia that, that literally said that everybody's heard that nobody knows how the pyramids were built because the stones are so monolithically huge that nobody knows how they were transported. And they're like, no, well, they did it with logs. No, no, they couldn't because they're hundreds of thousands of tons, not just pounds, tons, each stone. And imagine like the entire period, like there's no way. So I started watching this documentary and there's a theory that says that they used a, what it looks like a mirror, but in reality, it's a chamber. And they would direct the energy of that chamber to resonate. And if you know anything about sound, you know that, that sound is energy, and sound can move things, right? You can, you can point, a matter of fact, if you're sitting in this area, you can hear that sub just vibrating you, right? You feel it like this. Spiritually, when you worship and you feel the Holy Spirit, what happens? You get like goosebumps? They're not goosebumps. It's, it's the temple of God inside of you resounding and reverberating. Remember what we've been learning on Wednesday? I see a lot of Wednesday people. That's why I get excited because there's a lot deeper context in there. So it's, it's, a, it's the reverberation from, from within, from the spirit that's getting to the mind, the soul, and emotions. They're, they're, they're overtaken. And so a sound is, it secretes through those levels that we've been talking, the internal levels, and they resonate out here. It's funny how it's put in the center, right? The spirit is, it's in the center. So it's, it's got the most harmonics. So everything outside it is amplified tenfold. And we see, and we feel, that's why you feel goosebumps, right? Okay, back to the story. So sound can vibrate things. Enough of it can shift things. And so this theory is saying that this chamber would, would direct energy sound and move these monolithic stones. And if they were to switch the polarity of that chamber, it would produce heat, massive amounts of heat, so much heat that it could melt rocks. And it explains why there's a lot of temples where the stone is so finely, you know, it almost looks like it was melted. And nobody can explain that because this happened thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, right? Now, these are things that they say man could have made. Imagine what the sound of God can do when it pierces through the heavens, through the heavens, from somebody that's able to be elementally sound like Moses, and God uses that chamber 
or aposento to be able to resonate his power. Is anybody going where I'm going? See, a lot of times we want to see the lightning pass and the sea parts because that's how our mind has been taught or programmed to think through movies, through, you know, things that we've been exposed to. But what if, what if the sound come from, came from in here? And Moses just parted the sea. But he was the resonating chamber. I'll let you think on that one for a while. So, the general definition of resonance, I want you to understand what resonance means because it doesn't just mean something that vibrates inside of a box like we've been generalizing, I guess. Resonance, I'll paraphrase, but resonance means the quality in a sound of being deep, full, and reverberating. The ability to evoke or suggest images, memories, and emotions. So it's not just about vibrations. It's not just about harmonics. It has the ability to take you to a place and produce images even. So, and I'll give you a perfect example. Sorry. If you hear a siren right now, where does that take you in your mind as far as images? You're going to think either police, ambulance, fire. You're going to hear, and you're, you're going to hear tangibly, but in your mind, you're going to see something, right? You're going to see an ambulance, police. That's where your mind goes, right? A siren. Remember back in the old cartoons, which I got to watch them because a lot of the time that I spent as a young child, we were taken to grandma's house in Acuna. So we got to see everything, you know, 10 years late or 15 years late and in Spanish. So we had to translate everything. So there was this segment throughout the day after school where they would still play the merry melodies. Merry melodies, remember that? No sound. Characters just running rampant, doing the things. You would see Tom and Jerry. It wasn't even Tom and Jerry. It was, it was Tomas and Gerardo back then. So they were still, they weren't relevant yet. So you would see them going around, but the music, even the steps, it was like, dun, 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 dun. And you would see it was a villain, you know? And, and you would, but you would imagine these things based off of the context you were seeing. So there was no word spoken, but you would know what was going to happen. There was a resonance in that. See? So it's not just what you hear. It, it, there's, there's, there's mind play going on. So that, that programming has played a huge role in how we worship, how we do other things. Because in, in, in the same context, resonance in mechanics, it means mechanics, not mechanics like, you know, fixing a car, but just mechanics in theory, where two things are used with, off of one another to create something else. So mechanics is the condition in which one object or system is subject to oscillating force, movement, and having a frequency close to its own natural frequency. See? So you can resonate like this, but you can resonate like this. Vibrations that align each other with the same frequency and they play well together. They resonate. Okay? And I can go into astronomy, physics, and all the other stuff, but it's, it's basically the same. Resonance is a very, very broad definition, but it is somehow homogenous. What that means is that any which way you put it, it often means the same thing. Like cake. When you make cake, you put all of the elements and you mix it up and it's cake. If you put the milk first or the milk last, it doesn't matter. It's still going to be cake. And then you throw it in the oven and yay, send it to Brian. I'm just saying. Especially if it's an upside down pineapple cake. So, in Genesis 1-3, then God said, let there be light. And there was light. So since the beginning of existence, sound has played a vital role, not just in creation, but also how we see scripture in that many of the biblical characters or champions have been subject to sound. So when this biblical character, pick one, hears a sound, hears the voice of God, or a messenger is brought as a messenger of God, like a prophet or something, that word or sound is a catalyst for that character's life. It automatically puts them in a process. And now a journey begins. Because now somehow they have to do something or go through some grueling process that's going to have the end game of victory or defeat. 
Ultimately, it's victory because it's God's plan, but sometimes it leads to defeat. And that's why today's message is entitled, Tune It Up, because we have processes. When we hear God's word, sometimes you hear the word, oh, you're a prophet of God, you're a pastor of God, and you're like waiting. You know, you, you, you even dress different the next day. You're like, okay, I'm a, I'm a prophet of God now, so I, gotta, I can't wear the Jenkos no more. I can't wear, I can't wear like the chains and the, I still got to wear guests and stuff like that. They were used. They were like five hand-me-downs, you know. Thank God my cousin never lost weight because I would have stopped getting school clothes. So, but you, you, you feel a little bit different, you know. Some, some of us are like excited and this isn't that, but some of us like me, I'm like, God, why? Because I understand that there's a process. You know, just like the first time I, I had to preach, uh, Pastor Rafa, thank you for that, by the way. That was a horrible week. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Praise God for it. I was so, I guess, naive, and I asked God, God, I want a new word. This is, this is legit. God, I want a new word. I don't want to say something that somebody's already said before. I, wanna, I, wanna, I want fresh manna. I want it to be you so that everybody that knows me knows it's not me, and it can't be me. It has to be you. Man, let me tell you something. A word doesn't come without pain. It doesn't. A lot of you laugh, but I promise you, next time you pray, say, God, I want something fresh. I want something new. <laughs> I want patience with my wife. Guess what? You're in, for, you're in for a lot of couch city population one. So, <laughs> yeah. So point number one is pain has a sound. Pain has a sound. Now, I can think of many examples, and I had some written down, but there's none better than the other day we were, you know, we were fellowshipping with, with some friends in Eagle Pass, and, uh, and my stomach was just not having it. My stomach, obviously the turkey, and then plus I don't like just doing turkey, so we did carne asada the same day we did turkey, and uh, we happened to do some exotic, so we did picanha, and you know, anybody that's ever eaten picanha, it's like 90% rare on the inside and like 1% cooked on the outside, so basically raw meat. And, and we're like, yeah, at the moment, you know, but when we got to this, I was like, oh, no, no, it was just not working. So pain has a sound. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not there yet, but I was like, and, it, and it's like pain and it's like, oh my God, pain. And so the, a lot of discomforting noises, I call this these, the attitude noises, because when you're in pain, you're automatically going to be put in a process that's going to want you to find out what the pain is so that you can find the solution for the pain, right? You're going to get Tylenol or you're going to get, in my case, Pepto-Bismol. And you're going to chug that thing like there's no tomorrow. Reminded me of high school. So, however, it's necessary to know that things are wrong. That's your body's way of telling you, hey, I need attention. I need attention. And so... In, 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 in other instances, some people think, oh, I need to fix it. I need Pepto-Bismol. I need Tylenol. I need this. But in other instances, it's like a little bit more severe, right? You know, you get, you get a bad note from the doctor, and it's like, you know, cancer, you know, dementia, all these other things. And it, it sends you into a different line of questioning. You start to question, God, why me? Instead of pursuing the answer. Because something that's severe is going to put you in a questioning mode. And this is God, God, why me? Why that? Why this? Why is this going on? And I believe that it's in our pain that we discover who God is in us. Because sometimes you have no other option. Sometimes you don't have the insurance to cover that experimental whatever. I've been there. Believe me, I've been there. Everybody even heard my testimony? I'm a miracle every single day that I get up. I should have been dead. What year was it? 2013? 2013, around this time. So as of 2013, I was only going to live about two weeks. I'm still here, so praise God. Doing something right. And I didn't have the insurance. I didn't have the money. I didn't have it. All I had was God. So I said, you know what? If that's all I have, I'm going to grab onto it. And things happen. So 
when you're in these situations, you tend to hear his voice a lot clearer because you're longing for it. You're expecting it. You're, your expectation shifts your attentions. And so everything else is just kind of like drowned out. Nothing else really matters. The mortgage doesn't matter anymore. Your car payment doesn't matter anymore. The fact that your spark plugs haven't been changed in like three years doesn't matter anymore. Like your, your career desires don't matter anymore. The, the, the fact that you want a bigger house and nicer things, it's all irrelevant. All the noise. So it's like you get a huge compressor and just turn that thing up. And it just drowns everything out. Nothing else matters. Just you, just you and God. And so that's why we need God and that connection so that we can better resonate because in him there is healing. In him there is peace that surpasses understanding. In him there is wisdom and the fruits of the spirit. He is the I am. He's the healer and not the, he's the healing and not just the healer. So a lot of times we're looking for God to heal us when he's in us to heal us. Does that make sense? If you come to Wednesdays, this will make a lot more sense because I'm seeing like faces like, so I promise I'm going to take a little bit, try to be dynamic so I don't lose you. But God is in us. Healing is in us. The problem is, is that we need to find the resonance of his essence so that it reverberates. Remember what I told you about worship? The goosebumps? Okay, that's God. That's him working in us, and he's producing a new sound in you, okay? Now, if you follow even just the Facebook junk mail, sometimes it takes you down these rabbit holes, right? Or it's, it's more on Instagram, but you see these, oh, follow this playlist for soothing sounds for anxiety, depression, and blah, 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 right? However you get those. Spotify has them all the time, like these different playlists that supposedly they work with certain frequencies and they play just that. And it's usually like pads, like you just hear like, heavenly sounds. And they're designed supposedly to remove headaches, to relieve anxiety, to remove all these other things, right? Imagine what God's frequency is doing to you if we just resound that. Because yes, it is true. If you listen to about 443, 444 hertz, Long enough in your ear, on your headphones, just look it up, YouTube it, I promise you. Put on some headphones, some good headphones. Put on some headphones, and if you resound that resonance in your mind, in your ears, long enough, your headache will be relieved because the vibrations are shifting and are causing that blood flow to quicken because that's what it is. A headache is blood that's kind of like being a little bit draggy in that area, and that's why you feel it here, you feel it here, you feel it here because the blood flow isn't going. So usually you're hungry, you need to drink more water, etc. Or you're stressing, so stressing causes constriction, so you're constricting your veins and blood flow is not going. What happens when a toilet is plugged? You put in the Drano and then pray to God that when you flush it, it's not going to... Right? But in reality, what it, it's doing, it's like, uh, it's like bubbles that are going in there and they're expanding and they're breaking. They're trying to make a way through. That's what it is. Just like Alka-Seltzer. You think Alka-Seltzer or something like that because you're, you got the bubble guts, drink it, and it kind of soothes everything around because it's causing a vibration. That's the key, the vibration, energy, sound. And so it stimulates your vessels to eventually remove that headache. So it is true in some instances. But how many of us have been in a really dark place, depression, anxiety, where you don't even want to listen to anything? You know, you just lost a loved one, and you're a full-blown Christian, and you're like, God, 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 and nothing. The problem is not that God is not speaking. The problem is that we're not listening because pain has a sound, and that sound is blocking his sound. See? So in order to hear his sound, we have to remove that sound. You can't have two simultaneous sounds. You'll literally go insane. I used to do it when I was a musician for worship. You had a talk back in one ear and I had the click on one ear and it was just driving me bonkers. I could not, I could not function. Can't do it. You have to eliminate. Okay, so now the question is, how do I eliminate the sound of pain? Perspective. When you focus on pain, you're going to resonate pain. I promise you. You don't even have to be an ailment. 
listen to a, I don't want to say this, but I'm not calling anybody out, I promise. My daughter went to, to you listen to a Grupo Firme song? Oh, que me dejó. Oh, que me fue infiel. Oh, que esto. Oh, and, and you hear all this, you resonate nothing, and I'm not saying anything bad about the group, you know, whatever, you know? But you're going to resonate what you're hearing. You're going to resonate the cheat, and then you're going to get home, and your husband's there, he got you dinner, he's ready to give you a foot rub. Desgraciado. No me mereces. You should be worshiping my feet. You're like, bro, I made you, I made you food. I, you know, I'm ready to foot rub. But because what you resonate is already in you, you're tuned different. So anything you hear is going to go through the filter of that intonation. Just like when Thomas plays the guitar and one of those strings, I don't know what it is about one of those strings that just it kind of goes off a little bit when he plays a little too hard. And I hear it. A lot of people probably weren't, they're not, not going to hear it, but I hear it. So when, you, when he changes keys in certain songs, you're not gonna, it's not going to bother you. But in other songs, you're like, what is that clanking noise? What is that clanking? And then finally, Danny just mute. And so you're not going to hear it anymore. But if you understand that there's something that's not harmonizing, it stands out. It stands out. So when something's not harmonizing in you and you're resonating something wrong, so not only are you not tuned, but you're not resonating the sound that you were designed for, and you're going through physical, emotional, mental pain, God's voice is like, you know, 10 different keys off from you. You're not going to hear it. You could, you could literally be in the wrong intonation, like I just explained, and be reading the Bible, and it's not going to make sense. It's not going to do nothing for you. You can read a devotion and be like, oh, see, that, that's all they want me to do. They just want me to change me, but I'm going to do me because I'm strong. And really, you're saying strong, but in reality, you're saying I'm ignorant because the key is right in front of me. The intonation is what's the problem. It doesn't matter what the instrument looks like. What matters is the intonation. Some of the ugliest instruments sometimes tend to be the most expensive and most valued because they are so much easier to tune because they've passed the process of time, they've, they've survived all these other things. And so, intonation. What are we resonating? What are we resonating? Point number two. Sound is energy. And we spoke about this a little bit, but so you can understand biblically, Isaiah 40, 29 says, he gives strength to the weary and increases power of the weak word. Highlight that in your mind, of the weak. Because we, when we're in tune with the Holy Spirit, we're able to produce a sound, but this time a sound with purpose. Our words begin to not only have substance, but power. That's why if we understand context, we can see that he will increase the power of the weak. It doesn't say he gives you more power. So what I'm trying to explain here is that you're not going to see the lightning bolt from heaven come down upon you, or you're not going to see the rays of sunshine in your situation on a cloudy day, and it's just like, okay, God, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for the light, you know, like in the movies. I'm waiting for the, and then everything's going to be better. Like Christmas movies, they're there in the windowsill, and it's sad, and they didn't get the Christmas gift they wanted, and, and then the angel of the Lord comes down, and it gives them a little bell or something like that. Don't work that way. Not always, at least, you know. The power is already inside of you. It says he will increase the power of. So you have internal power. The problem is, is that we don't have control of the dial when we're not in tune, when we don't understand our purpose, when we don't understand that we're a child of God, when we don't understand much more, when we don't understand our identity, that we have the power. We're like the dad in the house. We can turn the thermostat up or down. But if you're the son, especially the middle son, you're in the last room and you're not going to touch it and you're bound to whatever freezing or melting, you know, temperature it's going to be. But the power is already within us. So everything inside, everything that we have inside is already embedded with blueprints that we're going to need through the process of our life. Just like an apple tree. I used this, this in, in Wednesday. An apple tree doesn't require prayer for it to produce apples. 
It's only planted. It's watered, sometimes naturally, sometimes not naturally, but it's just watered. It grows and it produces apples. Now, with us, we have everything we need for our healing. If, if we, you know, if we have something in us that, that's not resonating correctly, we align ourselves, and that's where you hear these uh, out-of-body experiences and these miracles and stuff. It's not the preacher. It's not the convention. It's in you. The difference is, is that someone had to come to harmonize with you, and your body and your spirit were like, I know that sound. I know that sound. Because how many of us know that we were spirit before we were body? We were created in the beginning, right? We were created before we were in our mother's womb. He created us, right? So your spirit knows that there's a sound that it was tuned to, right? You hear the sound. You hear, oh, I'm going to tune. I'm going to tune to that sound. And the preacher's preaching whatever, but sometimes it has nothing to do with you, but he's emitting a sound because he's in tune with God. And the way God works is that I can be in tune here and I'm speaking out here, but the notes that are not that are going out here are not the same notes that are going out here. The frequencies that are hitting here are not the same frequencies here because we just resonate. You you hear the music from the speaker, you don't you don't isolate every single note, every pitch that the speaker is producing. It's just emitting emitting the sound. The preacher, the pastor, the evangelist is the box of the speaker. God's just doing his thing. But there's certain notes that are going to hit you that are going to resonate different. That's going to put you back in tune and be like, oh, how do you know you're back in tune? Perspective. When your perspective shifts to gratitude of what you have and not what you need, you're going back in tune. When your perspective shifts to, you know what, maybe the doctors say I'm not healthy, but I have a God who says he is healing and I'm the healer, so I'm healed in Jesus' name. You're fine-tuning. When your marriage is on the rocks, and you feel like nothing's going right, and this, this, and that, and they just told you off, and they just kicked you out of the house or whatever, and instead of going and kicking rocks or patinando la perrona, instead of doing all that, I don't know who does that. Just, just, instead of doing all that, you go. You go to the store, and, and, and you start thinking about, you know what, all the good times when you met her, how you felt, and you go and you buy flowers, y vas y llevas, le llevas flores a la fiera, you're fine-tuning yourself. That's a different thing. But that doesn't mean you didn't try, and that doesn't mean you're not going to try something else. Right? You're fine-tuning. You're fine-tuning. And so that's how we have to be. Point number three was key signature, and God made me expose that in the beginning. So we're going to skip down. We're going to go to point number four. Tuning. So, tuning requires pressure in any aspect. Any instrument that you have, I used to do this in high school a lot, requires pressure. When you apply pressure either to, I can't use this as an example, but if these were acoustic drums, you would twerk each one of these. I said torque, not twerk. So you're not going to be, you're not going to do that. You're going to torque. I said this and my daughter was like, dad, you're going to twerk. I'm not going to twerk. I'm going to torque each one of the bolts and it's going to stretch the skin of the drum head and it's going to resonate a different sound. Guess what it feels like to be torqued? It, it means that sometimes you're overstretched. Sometimes you're put in a situation that, uh, stretch. Same thing with a guitar. You're literally pulling the strings of the guitar to get the note. So fine-tuning hurts. It requires you to be under pressure. Process is designed to fine-tune us under pressure. That's what it is. He, and, and when you're in, out of tune, you go each individual string or each individual lug and find out which one's not, and then you fine-tune which one is. That's how it works. So sometimes God allows anxiety, depression, sadness, this, 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 and that to tell you where you're out of tune. So you can find the note, so you can find the string, so you can find the lug to torque it, and that's what it is. That's how we fine-tune. But it's difficult. And so when you hear a frequency that isn't aligned with what you know or what your spirit knows, sometimes you have to expose it in order to identify it. A lot of times, I know Danny's not here, but he'll know exactly what I'm talking about. In order to find that feedback, sometimes you have to expose the feedback long enough to be able to find that frequency, which one's not playing. Well, oh, there it is. And then you kill it, and that's it. But it takes exposure. Sometimes 
you have to talk to somebody about what you're going through, about those addictions, about the stuff you're watching online, about, you know, the drinking habits, about the thoughts in your head. You have to expose them in order for somebody to be able to resonate that harmony so that you can latch on and say, you know what? I don't have to be my process. I may be messing up right now, but I don't have to be defined by it because I'm a child of God. And you start speaking life, and hopefully that harmony is speaking life to you too. But you don't have to be defined by that. Once you target it, after it's been exposed, then you can eliminate it. So my question to you this morning, I'll end with this. My question to you this morning is, what sound are we resonating? And more importantly, what's keeping us from tuning into the sound of heaven? Think of it like this. Channel number one on your TV is heaven. Fox News is on two. CBS doesn't exist, but sorry. I'm just kidding. CBS is on three. Sports is on 10, whatever. Just because you switch the channel doesn't mean channel one stops functioning. Their programming doesn't stop. It's not going to stay on pause until you come back. It's going to continue. That's how God's voice is. God's voice is always going, always going, always going, always going. Problem is, is that we're like, okay, God, I'm going to get closer. I'm going to go from channel 10, and then you start skipping down channel 9. Oh, man, that's a really good movie. Lifetime, man, they always pull the strings. My, no. And yeah, we're lost, man. Lifetime channel, yet the chest is a marathon, and then you go a little bit lower in the novelas on. Oh my God, Laudia Mauricia, she cheated on him. It's not right. She's been so faithful to him. Yeah, it's over. You know, God forbid there's another movie on it. Yeah, and it's over. And so we forget, you know what? I'm just going to stay on this channel. God's channel is always going, always going, always going, always going. Our goal every day is to get to channel one. Every single day. Our goal is to get back to channel one, to the source of the power, to the source of the true sound of heaven. It doesn't look like heaven sometimes, but it always sounds like heaven. The person that comes and talks to you about Jesus, it doesn't always look, he's not always dressed in the, the suit. And don't worry about what, what you see here. Worry about, remember what I told you, the sound? Worry about what you see here. If the sound matches, that's where God is. The sound matches. That's God. Imagine if we went around and just, and we had to rely on sound to know each other, to harmonize. We'd be talking to politicians sometimes, we wouldn't even know it. We'd be talking to pastors and we wouldn't even know it. Because we're resonating our true sound. So let's find that harmony. Be the harmony so that we can harmonize with the sound of heaven. Amen. Thank you so much, guys. You've been awesome today. I'll pray blessings over everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. And a special thanks to those who have given to support this ministry. Without you, none of this is possible. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe and share it on social media. Thank you for listening. God bless you.